is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Uh, uh, uh. Check it, you are now tuned in to Fish at the Water, where comedians learn from forerunners and give honor. Tweety and Jeremiah mix it up like honor bombers, making sure everybody leaves educated like scholars. This is Fish Shadow Water. This is Fish Shadow Water. Hey, everybody, welcome to Fish Out of Water. What's up? I'm Ryan. And I am Jeremiah. And uh, we're going to do something a little different today. I'm going to do the announcement for our guests. <laughs> I've been fired, bro. Yeah, Tweety's been fired. Uh, so today we have a good buddy of mine. He's a, a writer and performer on the IO West Main Stage Team Duke. He is a, a regular performer on the show Tournament of Nerds at UCB. He's winner of USA's First Impressions with Dana Carvey. Guys, I got more stuff to read here. Keep oh, it going. Wow. He yeah. is a VO artist, a professional VO guy. He does the bad, vo- bad man voice, bad guy, bad guy voices on Powderpuff Girls, right? Powerpuff, an- yeah. Powderpuff on the animated uh, Power, Power. Po- oh, Power. Is it Powerpuff? It's not Powderpuff. No, it's Powerpuff. Oh, I thought oh. it was Powderpuff. I always yeah. thought it was Powderpuff too. Okay. Play the villain, the Nat. The villain, the Nat. You're the Nat. Yeah. Oh, great. Cool. And he also has his own podcast called Pod Talk, which uh, he does a lot of impressions on, has a lot of great guests. Please, everybody, welcome Jason K. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy knows his way around a microphone. Yeah, I do. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for being on. What yeah. you been up to? Uh, not just, you know, rocking and rolling, uh, doing doing a lot of VO lately. I got... I got uh, I, I just got cast in this new thing, and what I can say about it is that I play a voice of a trash can. Mm. Oscar the Grouch? No, <laughs> he's in a trash can. Oh. This is a talking trash can called Fred. Oh. And he's from the South. Nice. And it's for a cooking show. Uh, so that's what I've just been doing uh, as of this week. <laughs> that's great. My girlfriend does a lot of VO stuff. Oh, no way, really? Yeah, yeah. She's really big into that. I'm not, I'm not into that as much because it's a lot of hard work. And, yeah, uh, but, I mean, but you could easily get into it. Yeah, yeah, like, but I feel like you got to have a passion for it. Yeah, you have yeah. a passion for it. Oh, I do. Yeah, uh, but it, it's so fun. Yeah. Like I think any actor would love VO, especially mm-hmm. if you like manipulating your voice. And I've seen you, uh, Jeremiah, do that all the time. In yeah, scenes and stuff. Yeah, I do a lot of that. I just um, I, I, to get into that game, I think you got to. The auditioning for it is so much harder. I think than. Because don't you have to like produce actual full pieces like on voice one two three and stuff like that? No, well, I mean, you get a uh, uh, when you when you get an agent, they just send you a bunch of auditions. You just record from home and then you send it to your agent. So it's way easier than than if you if you didn't have an agent agent, you go to like voices dot com voices one two three and it's just like a uh, like a timing game. Whoever gets your the audition in the quickest, they're gonna probably listen to it mm-hmm. because like you know like a hundred people will, will like submit within the first hour or something for those those sites those pay to uh right. play sites but when you have an agent there's it's way easier because you're doing about 15 auditions a week a lot of them from home and you just need to get it to your agent by a certain deadline time mm-hmm. but it's really easy you're like in at home it just has to sound good you just got to get a good mic i've got like a i got a shotgun mic like an audio technica and uh it's great quality mic. It's one of the few times that like you can like just keep listening to your own audition and and tweaking it and making it great as opposed to when you go to like a commercial audition or a TV thing or whatever. Like you just do it and you go like I don't know how I did. I mean I felt good about it, but I don't know. Like this, you can literally just keep playing it back and drive yourself crazy. How did you How did you get that? into VO? Did you just 
take yeah. classes or did you well initially uh i was actually on a uh like a budweiser commercial and like one of the people heard my natural voice and said hey you have a funny sounding voice Which is, <laughs> what would a you compliment. Like, yeah and i was like oh yeah thanks and uh, they said hey uh would you mind like because this is this was like a really weird like tim and eric type commercial and uh, they said, hey, uh, would you mind, like, recording some voices here mm-hmm. for us? And, like, they gave me, like, a pay bump for recording some of these voices. And I thought, like, oh, that was really fun. I want to, like, get into that. And then I uh, looked into it. And uh, I did, like, the Voices.com, Voices123, booked a couple things. And then I took a class at Kalmanson, which is really good, yeah. on mm-hmm. uh, on commercial. Like, cause there's, like, two different kinds of voiceover. There's, like, video game and animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a commercial copy and the whole point of like commercial, like video game animation, like the training that like we would have in, uh, from comedy, different comedy schools, like that completely informs it. And it's just, it's just basically like acting. You'd like, you, you, you get it, you know, but commercial copy, the whole thing is like, what I liked about going to this place, Kalmanson is that they let you know that like you can improvise a bunch and it's all about making the copy sound like you actually believe the bullshit that's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> so you're tricking yourself into you ex- believing. That's it. exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then you all the different ways you can say like, you know, like I love McDonald's cheeseburgers. Like if you like, imagine if your line was just like, like I would do anything for McDonald's. <laughs> like, if you read that, you would have like this hatred in your mouth or something. <laughs> but like you'd, you'd like in your mind, you'd be like, okay, I'm talking to one person, and you're and you're imagine you're being very passionate, and you would say, I would do anything for McDonald's. And like now you're doing it like you're like like you don't give a shit. Like I would do anything for McDonald's. Like now you're doing it like you're really happy. I I'd do anything for McDonald's. And so, you know, you're doing it right if you feel like. <laughs> For me, at least, for some of these, like, the taglines, like, if you feel, like, disgusting on the inside. Because <laughs> every time I, like, felt, like, disgusting on the inside, I'm like, that's the one. Yeah. Because uh, uh. just recently, I did, I'm doing this pizza campaign. Yeah. And, like, literally, the, they, like, they buy, they, like, I mean, when you come to the session, they own, they own you for, like, two hours or something. And the first time I went in, uh, they were like, okay, like, you know, this, this, this is, uh, this is, like, pizza thing you know you have to say like this is like family pizza and like you're really selling it whatever and the end thing ends up being like it's like 24.99 pizza like i'm gonna i'm gonna have whatever i want you know crap like that yeah and then like every time after now when i go in to do tags they're like just do the thing at the end like we don't (laughs) we don't need to go into any motivation like you know how to fucking do it we're selling pizza yeah yeah. that's it yeah they they watered it down they water it down they know like you you, yeah but it's interesting yeah yeah but I, I love it. The cartoons and video, and I've done a few video games, and those are really fun. Yeah, I mean it's good. Um, I guess <clears throat> because uh, I know Jason through um, the uh, uh, the Groundlings program. Yeah, yeah, and he does a lot of character stuff, a lot of writing, a lot of you know you you like to use your voice as oh, yeah. a uh, as a method for creating characters. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I I look at it like. Uh... <clears throat> Kind of like Peter Sellers is one of my heroes. Peter Sellers and Bill Hader, mm-hmm. where like, if you for me it's like if you have the voice of the character, like, that's it. Like that's like the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. And it was only somewhat recently where I started, thankfully, like adding a lot of physicality to it. Right. But like to me, it's like like one of my favorite actors is Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. and uh, like him as the Joker. Mm-hmm. The fact that he like transformed his voice for that. I didn't even know people could do that when I saw that when it came out. I, I wasn't an actor. I was a guitar player. 
And uh, I thought that's the coolest fucking thing. Yeah. So just uh, being able to do that, I think, is very important. And Peter Sellers always said that his first step for getting characters was like the voice. Right. That's how I typically I start with the voice and then work oh, yeah. work your way into the body and all that other jazz. You yeah. Know, physical position because I can do a lot of stuff with my voice, so I yeah, rely yeah. on that a lot. Oh, same here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which is you know a very small percentage of it, but especially physically, yes. Yeah. But so you uh so so did you start off uh when you started this whole comedy gig, did you get into it through your love of voiceover or improv or did you immediately start writing sketch or how Oh well a sketch came later. I, I it started with improv. I, I was originally a musician. Uh I went to school for music and then when I graduated they like liter- they literally gave all the music majors a brochure that said so you got a degree in music. <laughs> what, the, what are you going to do now? And it was all like teach, die. And, like, and that was basically your two options. Where'd you and, go to school? <clears throat> I went to UC Santa Barbara. Okay. Are you local Cali? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, my whole family's from Chicago, which is why sometimes people say, oh, you're from here? You sound, there's like a, ah, going through your voice. I'm like, yeah, it's like Chicago. Mm-hmm. Cars, that kind of crap. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, and then after college, I kept thinking, like, I, I tried to do music for uh, movies and stuff like that. I tried to, like, get into that. And I was doing it for, like, this one, like, really, really, like, an indie film for, like, a hundred bucks or something. And I <clears throat> remember thinking, like, oh, I hate this. This is terrible. <laughs> because if you're making music for a movie, you are backseat to the... Uh, to the movie <laughs> yeah yeah you you don't realize that you get zero glory from that the, well that and um, you, you don't get any like say in the music at all really because yeah, yeah. if you're like well i think this really sounds good the director can be like nah who's the star wars guy you john know. williams yeah, yeah unless you're john williams unless you're john williams because yeah, he fucking yeah or like hans zimmer and but yeah. even then it's like you got to make sure you're not like taken away from like the action or the dialogue right. and like I thought like, oh, I really don't want to do this. What the, what am I going to do? And I thought back to college where I took a uh, acting class as a as a GE, mm-hmm. and I loved doing improv. So I thought, oh, I'll try improv. Like I remember having so much fun at that. And then I got into improv at UCB uh, in like 2012. And then I after that, I went to Second City because I liked the UCB improv. And I remember like my first class there, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is really fun doing improv. But they weren't really into characters, and I kept thinking, like, uh, by the end of the that year of a, at doing the improv there, I thought, like, oh, it's fun, but I I don't know if, if I like I want to I'm not having as much fun anymore because it's all like, what's the game? What's yeah, this? It's, think, 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 but don't think. Shit. Yeah, but don't think. It was too much shit, and I'm like, and I kept thinking, like, I want to do funny voices though, and they they're always still like, no, 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 play yourself. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, but then I went to Second City, and there I think I've really came into my own because they let you do so much more stuff. Right. Uh, but I didn't start doing sketches until Second City. But even then, it was the, the Second City method. Is you you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you go to Second City? Yeah, I did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, no I, way. Yeah, what? I did their conservatory as well. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I did UCB and then Second City. No way. Yeah, man. Holy shit. Very similar path. Who was your uh, Second City uh, people? Uh, uh, uh well, um, Amanda Blake Davis was our director. Oh for shit, Con nice. Five. She's yeah. great. Yeah, she's, she's great. She's a coach of my improv team right now. Oh really? Oh, no way. Really? I'll oh, tell ABD I said hello. Oh, I'll see you tomorrow. Her. Yeah. Um. She's great. So she was there through the 
you know, the final portion. Yeah. You stick around for a little bit. But I had Mark Wacheka. Oh, you do? He's yeah. a Duke's coach. Oh, cool. Yeah, I he's the best, Mark. man. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. Who was he, was it George McCollum? George McCollum was our first coach. Yeah, yeah. he was great, too. Yeah, totally like, great. different styles of mm-hmm. directing. George is batshit crazy. Yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's like... In a great way. In a great way. He's got the darkest... What's up, George? Yeah, <laughs> hey, George. He yeah. ain't listening to this. I want to say, every time I've, I've done... Every time I've seen George do improv or, like, been... In a, I was, I got to improvise with George a couple times. It's you always end up in a basement. <laughs> oh, every time I, I've done it with him once or twice, and every time he ends up kidnapping someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basement yeah. Kidnapping. kidnapping. I see the yeah. link. Oh yeah. man, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mark was that, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I had uh, Ron mm, Watson, Ron, so, uh, Ron, so another yeah. Ron. I can't remember because it was so early on. You know, I remember my last two guys, which was Mark and then Amanda uh-huh. Blake Davis. I have a terrible memory, but My, yeah. mine was uh, I had Matt Craig, okay, who's amazing, and Frank Cayetti, right? And they're like oh, Frank and Matt. Yeah, Frank was yeah. Fun. it was fucking awesome. Well, as I've told this story before on this podcast. Uh, I don't know; it's been a while, but it was during our. Uh, did Josh Funk give your speech at the end? Your graduation? He did. Event? Yeah. What a speech! Yeah, Josh Funk is he's great. He's artistic director for Second City, but he also yeah. is the musical director music- for Key and Peele. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I have a fun story about that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell it right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Okay. So, what you know, it's that speech. Josh gives a speech at the end of when you graduate yeah. about. He's like, hey, look, improv's great, but like sketches fucking real that's what i was just about to say that's the speech yeah it's like it it lasts forever and stuff and like i'm sitting there going like sketch 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 right right and he said to us he probably told you guys the same thing that like if anybody here wants to put up a show here you're a graduate now you just pitch me the show you can do it right and so me and my buddy alex uh walters we're we're on a team called wolfhammer we were like oh let's and he wasn't actually at second city but i told him hey let's pitch a show here Mm -hmm. and we went to in to pitch a christmas show and we walk into Funk's office, and we're like hanging out. And Funk's like, "That's great, great idea, great idea." And then Jordan Peele walks in. Oh shit! And I'm like, I just look over. I'm like, uh, uh. And Jordan Peele's like, he, he says, like, "Hey boys, what's going on, man?" And we were like, "Oh, we're do, we're do, we're doing a we're doing we're pitching like a like a Christmas show." He's like, "Oh sweet man, we're like, what's it about?" And I'm like, "Oh well, you know, uh, it's like it's like a choose your own adventure, and um, you know, like you know, different outcomes, and it's kind of like these two dudes that stay in L.A. and all like the apocalypse happens, all this kind of stuff." And he's just like, "Hey man, that sounds pretty sick, man. You let me know when it is." We're like, "Okay, okay, okay, okay." okay. Yeah. And Josh was like, "Hey." I to record jordan here but i'm like all right right on i'll, I'll. I'm like okay well, thanks josh and he's and josh said like okay you guys got the thing uh, i'll see you and, and we're like oh uh, nice meeting you jordan he's just like hey likewise guys and just, <laughs> literally after that i was like well now i can die it's fucking jordan peele yeah super nice guy that's a great story yeah i love that I but just, josh did the same speech he said and i told it like i was saying it was like like improv's great but you're not gonna get shit from it like you gotta go write sketch you gotta do your own shows like yeah yeah it was the it was the one that was the moment in my life where i was like fuck like that was what about, what, about, what about friendship guys how come nobody <laughs> ever talks about friendship uh, i got a lot of friendship from improv it, fr- uh, uh, that's true yeah most of my friends uh, are i got i got to throw this out there uh most of my friends actually are from uh you sketch <laughs> yeah but they're fake cuz it's acting they're actors can't uh, trust them man they've been method for a while now <laughs> <laughs> but no i i've made some like actually say so, yeah so, like my buddy alex i met through improv and uh, I have some good improv friends, but no, it's true. And I almost remember being like in improv, uh, like so into it before sketch and I still improvise, 
but where I was like sketch, like I, I was like, that's not pure like improv. And then as soon as I went to Second City, I was like, what the fuck am I talking about? It's <laughs> the stupidest thing I've ever said. Yeah. Like sketch, like to me, sketch. Actually, you know what's great is the mixture of the two when you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. When you have structured improv. Oh man, that's some of the funniest that's shows the I've best ever seen. Thing. Yeah. Well, that's and nothing best. fixes a bad sketch. Like, and I'm not saying like when you're doing it live, but during like the rehearsal practice and the, oh yeah, the, nothing fixes a bad sketch like a good improvised line. Oh yeah, that just fits perfect, especially like Those in classes, the best like character classes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so much room to improvise inside of them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, th- those lines make the sketch and the characters because it's it's. I guess that's how the Second City method was was that you improvised into the sketch because there's something that process, that live process of thinking that is unfiltered. That's different than like a lot of times I'll fall into the habit when I'm writing a sketch. If I'm not talking out loud, which is most of the time, where I'm just like stuck on a line, I'm like, I don't know, and then as soon as like I'm talking to somebody about it, like all the funny lines happen because yeah. I guess it's like a different part of your brain or something. Right? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hearing it out loud and just like improvising, those are the best shit. That's the best shit because mm-hmm. it's real. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I want. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question about uh, uh right because we haven't had like a voice, like a guy that does impressions. Oh yeah. On yet. So this is interesting to me. Yes. How do you write for that? Like, what's the yeah. process for writing for that? Well, there's a, a couple of things. What the first thing is like, <coughs> you got to find out like what type of person you're, like, what's the type of person you're impersonating? Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, uh, one of the first impressions I did was John Malkovich, and he's a very literate, high society mm-hmm. kind of guy dry very dry who gets angry a lot Mm -hmm. right yeah and so you think to yourself like like where's the it's always literally with impressions it's great because you already have the character there Mm -hmm. you say to yourself where's the funniest situation what's the funniest situation to put this person in right to like to give him a monologue what would be the funniest thing for that to happen and so for for john malkovich i thought oh uh like what if somebody like stole his lunch and he like sits down to find out that his lunch is gone and he just loses it. Yeah. So I do this thing where like I like get like I I've come back from the bathroom and I go, Oh no. Excuse me, Garcon, somebody took my prosciutto and goat cheese panini. Don't fucking lie to me, sir. And then it just goes on about like <laughs> about like it is in absentia when I excused myself to the laboratory, you fuck. You know, like it's just all these big words. Or like I do fucking like Albert Brooks. I love doing Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks, great, yeah. And I don't know I, who that is. Oh, you don't know who Albert Brooks is? Uh it, a lot of people don't. But but uh, you know Nemo's dad. Finding Nemo the fish Finding movie. Nemo. Never seen it. I played the video game, though. Uh, well, he might be in it. But uh, anyway, whatever you hear me do, it's spot on if you don't know what it is. I'm kidding. I don't know. But he's, he's like this nebbishy Jewish guy. Yeah. And I thought, what's the funniest? What's the – and he's always apologizing. He's always going like, oh, I'm so sorry. Did I mean to do that? I, I, I didn't mean to even touch it. I'm so – okay, okay. And so I thought, like, what's the opposite of that? Like, what if he was trying to buy cocaine? And he doesn't know how to buy cocaine. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I go like, this is like Albert Brooks, Brooks trying to buy cocaine. So he'd be like, 
I'm sorry. Did I do something wrong? Was I supposed to bring cash? <laughs> I gotta tell you, this is new ground for me. Do you, do you right. take Amex? No, of course not. You're a drug dealer. But you don't even take debit. Yeah. So you take their fun. You take their you take their their core. fundamental flaw. Like exactly right. The fundamental flaw, which is like for that instance, he's apologetic. And where do you? Where is the least place to be apologetic? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or the worst place. Excuse the worst me, place. To, yeah. To be apologetic. That's great. Yeah. Do you now when you do? Say someone says, "Hey, go do an impression of, yeah. um, I don't know, fucking Heath Ledger." Since we brought him up, yeah. Do you go and do you st- just Heath Ledger as Heath Ledger, not Heath oh, Ledger well, as the Joker? You just go to YouTube. Like, what's your process on and getting? Because I've had to do some voice matches uh, before, which is like a whole thing in VO. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of times the actor won't be able to come in and do the ADR. So right. You do it. And so what you do is like you you need to study. Sorry. What you do is you need to uh, study the vocal mannerisms of the person so like you watch the video you try to pick up on a like where's the person from so you know the accent Mm -hmm. and then like the phrasing and stuff like that so like i'd have to watch a heath ledger video but he's from perth which is like he's australian but it's a slightly less type of accent right so it's like it's like a little bit like it's like it's like a little bit the same as like chris hemsworth Mm -hmm. but it's like a little louder and he's like actually when he's i've seen him in interviews he was always like really fidgety yeah scratching scratching and like, himself cross. and it, yeah. um, he's like oh no yeah, yeah. like he's like, he's like well i guess you just have to see it you know you have to see the joke like i'm having a pretty good time doing that you know <laughs> like, you know and like he's like he has like he's like yeah i guess you know when i was doing um uh you know brokeback mountain it was it you know it was it was a blast working with you know and like he, he'll do the thing where he like look down and mm-hmm. he try to pick up on these ticks like that you know so you look at them not only like from the vocal sense but their body position because that'll help you get into this character yeah exactly okay exactly and it's and also you can tell by like the the um like how they talk like where their voice is coming from Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. uh if you look at uh like billy bob thornton Mm-hmm. Like he talks like through his teeth a lot, right? It's like, like so mouth position. position. The mouth position is very important, right. exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, like Billy Bob Thornton will like say, you know, like, God damn it, are you stupid? What the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, look, I'm gonna be honest with you right now. Mm-hmm. Like he's like overpronounces, talks through his teeth. Yeah. Michael Caine obviously is like just Michael Caine. Like Michael Caine. Like, Michael Caine talks like this and right through his nose, yeah. like this. Yeah, so it's very nasal. Yeah. yeah, and when he gets emotional, he gets emotional indeed. Yeah. You know, that kind of, and he talks, the, the pattern of his words are three words at a time, like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, don't you bloody do it. You know, that kind of crap. <laughs> Tweety's sitting over here like, I don't fucking do impressions. No, I'm sitting over here like <laughs> trying to figure out, like if you guys weren't in the room right now, I would be repeating everything you're saying but trying to talk through my nose or through my teeth. Like, that's what I was doing. I was literally like... Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it takes a lot of practice. I mean, I know... Also, you got to find a pitch. Right. So, the, I, so where in the throat, like, yeah. you know, I'm not a VO if, person, but I love doing impressions. And so I'll do, like, I'll study like you, yeah, like, on YouTube. And the thing about it is if you don't do it enough, you'll you'll lose it. Oh, like, yeah. So I have to, like, constantly, if I you want to nail someone, i got to do it every time. Or else, like, in a year from now. I did that one time with i used to do um i don't know when i was a kid austin powers and i had oh, this, nice. like beautiful austin powers oh nice person. and then i didn't do it for like four that, years that was I mean, like i hate to burst your bubble but that's like that's like saying you have you have a borat everybody has a borat no but austin powers <laughs> is like every sixth grader had an austin Powers. right but i wasn't in sixth grade when i did it what what i'm saying is <laughs> I'm like just giving you shit i know i know i know yeah. i know let's see your fucking austin Powers. Um, okay great uh um 
Are you feeling Randy? That was huh? terrible. No, uh, it sounded just like him. <laughs> but I, what I'm saying, okay, you have Austin Mike ba- Myers here. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, Mike. Um, okay, maybe Austin Powers was a bad person. But anyways, let's just say it was. <laughs> let's just say it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm sure everyone has yeah, one of those yeah. as well. But if I don't do it enough and I don't keep well, practicing, that happened to me with um, like the very first impressions I did, like as a kid, just for fun, mm-hmm. was uh, Al Gore. Oh, nice. And I could do a good Al Gore in seventh grade. Right. Because I, like, tried to figure out how to learn it because I thought, oh, I bet nobody knows how to do that. And then I did, <laughs> and then I lost it completely. Yeah. I can't – I still can't do it. I mean, I could learn it, Maybe but, like, Maybe it's why? puberty, too. I think that, too. That probably has something to do with it. I'd say, like, for the listeners – the the three steps which I'm making up now, but now that I think about it, like that I always do to get an impression or to get a voice match is like one, find out where where their pitch is. Do they have a high voice? Do they have a low voice? Is it like in the middle? Is it close to your natural voice? Mm-hmm. Mainly like listen to your natural voice and find out are they are they a higher voice than me or a lower voice than me? The second thing is it just helps me is like if you already know how to do accents, it's almost like a scale. So you already know like, oh, um, Colin Farrell is from Ireland, so I know it's an Irish accent, you know, and like his voice is kind of close to mine. Uh, and then you do like, then you see like the, if you notice any type of rhythm in their voice, then that'll help a lot. Mm. Even Some if cadence, that cadence, exactly, them. Right. exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if there's any gravel in their voice, like like Jason Statham. Oh yes, he's got like that, like like what are you trying to do to me? You know, yeah. So he's the Cockney, right? He's nasal, right? And raspy. his voice is raspy, right. and like if you were to do an impression and you exaggerate that, he's also a little bit higher. So he'd be going like, like I didn't order a bloody Lacroix. What are you? Why would I drink this fucking pussy water? Right? You give me whiskey and a gun, and like I don't know, some crap like that. Yeah. Also, for some reason, when you get a voice of a character, you just immediate for me at least, and I think for anybody, you're you're immediately in character, and you can just bullshit. Yeah, it, was, it helps you. Yeah, because you have so much kind of like well, it's a, a feeling, there. right? It's yeah, like it's a, a feeling. It's a it's feeling, a feeling a like you there. feel yeah. like this person, and you were talking kind of. So, yeah. do you write a lot of on Duke? Are you? Yeah. Do you write a lot of character or like impression based sketches, or do you actually? Uh, we I do a lot of character based sketches, but yeah. we. Uh, it's funny. We've like barely ever done. The only impression I've done on Duke uh, is Andy Circus Cause my buddy wrote like this CG baby sketch where they said, okay, we don't have a real baby. We have to CG it in, but we've gotten CGI expert Andy Circus to come in and be the baby. Oh, nice. And then I came out like in a ping pong ball suit <laughs> and I just was just like, it's a pleasure meeting you. I'm Andy Circus. Yeah. And like, and like, I, I he might sound like that. I don't know. I just knew he was British. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, you know, it's a really easy impression. I just found out to do yeah. is Daniel Radcliffe. Okay. Because it's just like, it's just, kind of a proper British accent, but it's like a little higher like that. And I'm Daniel Radcliffe. I'm just trying to make a name for myself. Like, it's like that. Yeah. If you listen to it, you can like kind of get it. Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Add that to the repertoire. Add it to the repertoire. I've actually never, I know Tweety hasn't. Tweety, you don't do impressions. I mean, I do a couple. Okay. Um, Have you done any in any shows? I've I've done one in a show. Which one? For Dad Jeans. I did Christian Slater. Holy shit, really? Christian Slater, man. Oh, shit. There it is. Yeah. But I... I uh, I don't know if I did a very good job. I didn't study it as much as I probably should have because yeah. of it. Um, but it was uh, it was fun. It was fun to like you know listen to him oh, and, and and play that. But I yeah, it's weird. I don't do a lot of impressions well, on our Christian show. Slater is interesting because he's it almost sounds like he's doing a Jack Nicholson impression. That's what kind I of. think too. Yeah. I yeah. was watching him the other day. Same with and I feel like Cato Kalin 
is doing Christian Slater doing a Jack Nicholson impression. Yeah. Go watch Kato Kalin. Okay. I'll have to check it I've out only seen team. him on the stand as a witness for the OJ murder. <laughs> I was watching that the People versus OJ. Yeah, I, I just binged it. Me too. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, which, which one is that? The FX HB, one. FX one. That's a great one. Yeah. There's another one though, isn't there? Yeah, there is another one. I think with there's Bing a Rames bunch of them. Like, well, no, this th- one, I think there was two that yeah. came out similar time, but they're also very like one. I this was like two the miniseries or the American Crime Story. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What they won like a couple Emmys, right? For right. it was good. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, but uh, yeah, on Duke, I do a lot of character ones. A lot of character. So do you write a lot for yourself? I do. Yeah. Uh, and I it's uh, very selfish. Yeah. Well, I uh, you know what helped me a lot with sketch writing was I took Eric Moneypenny's uh, sketch writing class. Where was that at? At, uh, at, at the pack. Oh, cool. And uh, I took it there before. Before it was the pack. Back, back, you know. When it was Miles Strong. Miles Strong. Yeah, back when we still had the, you know, horseless buggy and shit. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, it was great because they, like, identified all the, I'm going to fuck it up, but, like, the, the five different types of sketches. Mm-hmm. But there was, like, you know, the character sketch, like, uh, out of, con- like, Clash of Context, all that kind of shit. But I'd say most of my sketches for a while, honestly, the first year on Duke, I was just writing sketches for myself to do accents because yeah. I love doing accents. And then right. after that, it became more premise-based right? and premise-based characters mm. is uh, what I did for Duke. Double trouble. Yeah, do- exactly. Double trouble, baby. But the great thing about Duke is that they we all write for each other. And so, like, I actually don't get sketches in that much, but everybody always puts me in everything because like, I've, I've always been, like, the voice guy. Yeah. So they'd be like, oh, we need this. We need to like, give it to Jason to do that. You know, We got a voice guy on our team. Oh, nice. Adam? Adam. Adam's a voice guy. He's oh, cool. The, he's the VO guy because he's a VO artist. Oh, nice. As well. He does video games and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I do write for myself a lot. Mm-hmm. You got to. You got to. And like, because you know, it's like, it's you know what. You know your voice. You know your voice exactly. You know your voice. You know what you can do, and then you. And also, it's a way of pushing yourself, mm-hmm. which is great. And I'm very thankful that I know how to write, or I think I know how to write my own type of comedy. And I think that's what helped me got a VO agent is I wrote my own copy for my animation reel. Oh, that's cool. And for my commercial reel, and a lot of people go like, I don't know what to say. And yeah, I think as a comedic performer, you have to be a writer. In some sense, mm-hmm. like maybe if you're not a physical writer, but you have to have that writer's mind. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to work with people because if you're just going to be like, I'm just going to say the lines. It's like, well, then you're just a what are you a puppet? Like, yeah. what the fuck? You got to have a voice, right? You need a voice. You need an identity. And I know like just by knowing you and seeing your work, I know the Jason voice very, very well because yeah. I know I know when Jason does something because it's got a lot of references to pop culture. Yeah. You love yeah. you love that, which is great because you have such a. You have he has so much knowledge in this fucking guy's brain. Like uh, he knows a lot of a lot of things that whiz by me. But like your 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 stuff definitely has the Jason K stamp on it, which uh, I think yeah. is um, important to have. When we just got done talking about yeah. that, actually last week. Yeah, last week. Last week, uh, uh, definitely we not had, twenty minutes ago. Definitely not twenty minutes My ago. My buddy but... said in Duke, he's like, you can always tell if it's a Jason sketch because there's like some big character and it always ends up being like we're gonna hunt people or like (laughs) it always goes into like an action movie or fucking like 
every one of my characters always has to end in like death or sex. <laughs> There's no, it's never, it's like, and I look at it like it's always like these big, brutal fucking characters that mm. just like, no matter what, if it's a baker, he's going to end up eating somebody <laughs> or like going like, I need this dough up my ass now so I can come hard, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. True the cl- story. The classic baker dough up ass cum story yeah you know it's a three it's a three act system you know that's the different parts of the sketch right you know you got you got the dough right that's the game and then of course you got the baker right that's the turn and then when you come that's the blow line that's the blow line (laughs) so where do you wait a second who's Uh, hmm how you've been doing sketch since 1974 i've been doing sketch since (laughs) 1935 anytime i hear someone refer to it as the blow i think i've said this i'm casey casey it's the blow line since 1975 at the second city toronto not chicago toronto across the lake where the health care was better uh yeah the blow the blow the The turn the turn yeah the blow (laughs) the blow uh uh that's a. It's like an old person term. Yeah. Yes. As as opposed to the button. The button. I like the blow more. Doesn't that sound well, the cooler? The blow is the hit. That's the hit. That's the kaboom. If I ever hey. get, yeah. If I if I ever achieve guru status, I'm gonna just change it to be like, all right, we need our explosion <laughs> at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want any cute. Like you can have a cute explosion. That's fine. Like, no are you talking button. To, no fucking butt. Get the fucking butt. You, we're call not making it, pants. Someone yeah. call it the kabloom. The kabloom and, is awesome. Oh, somebody I'm, did? No, no, no. I'm oh, saying I'm going to write a it. book one day, and it's going to be called the kabloom. It should just be called, and yeah, just the kabloom, and then just you like this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're on a podcast, but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeremiah's doing a really cool face. Yeah. With a, like, a, like a Steve, Jeremiah's doing a Steve Jobs thing right now. Yeah, uh, Steve Jobs. And it's just called Steve the kabloom. Job. I'm going to take a picture and post it on our uh, Twitter. Oh, do that, do that. Yeah, so everyone knows. Yeah. Tweety's really rushing to go get his phone um (laughs) take the picture no yeah Uh, i was gonna Uh, say um before so so how do you um do you generate a lot of your characters through vocal range or like say like me and jason are actually taking a class together right yeah yeah with how redneck yeah uh character class and so for that class when you generate stuff what's your kind of process for and i guess in sketch in general but just for character's sake well um it depends, you know. Sometimes it could be just like, like a f- one line, you know what I mean? Like, uh, for example, I did uh, this character who's a self-help guru who uh, owns a car dealership, and I just that came from like this one line I had that I just thought of uh, because I read so much commercial copy that like some of this commercial copy literally sounds like. Like, when you buy a Mercedes-Benz, your dick gets unbelievably bigger. Like, you know, like, they have these, like, fucking things where it's, like, it's, like, it's not just a car. It's the cure to your sadness. Like, right. and I thought, this is so ridiculous. Like, what if there was a character that was just, like, when you buy a Kia Optima, like, you will be infinitely happy and you can talk to your dad again. And so I, so I, I had that idea of, like, oh, this is kind of like these self-help things of going, like, you know, like, you find the hero of yourself mm-hmm. when you put zero money down on this Cam- Camry Salon. I don't know. And so, like, <laughs> I, that idea then blossomed into the character. So it's, like, one that one line. Or another thing is, like, Hal had a great – what I loved about his uh, – this class is, is amazing. But the, the, in the first class, he gave his thing on, like, how to do a character monologue. Mm-hmm. Like, his steps were, like, you find, like, what type of character it is, what are they doing, and, like, uh, 
and they just so keep doing it over. Who they over. are? It's who they are. It what was what they're doing in their point of view, right? And like their point of view. The point right? of view is yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was like who they are, what they're doing, and like what is their point of view. And like the example he used was uh, Matt Foley, the motivational the speaker, room, right, right. which was basically like what type of person is he? He's like he's like this big buffoon. What's mm -hmm. he doing? He's giving like a motivational speech, and his point of view is like everything you do could let could lead you to, to live in a van down right. by the river. Right. It's like super pointed. Right. And so don't don't be like me. Don't be like me. Yeah, he's he's given that exactly. And uh, but for this class, I mean, lately I've been doing. Uh, so it's a mixture of like these like one-off ideas of like, oh, that'd be a funny line. How do I turn that one funny line that makes me laugh into a sketch? It, like that's one way, and the other way is like voices and character types. Mm -hmm. And like I get a lot of my stuff from pop culture. Like if I'll I'll, I'll be watching something and I'll like like I want to do some sketch like based on Robert Shapiro on the O.J. Simpson thing, just watching, like, John Travolta's Robert Shapiro. I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if he, like, ran a yogurt shop for some reason? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like just putting that guy in, like, in that situation. Right. You know, like, this is my yogurt shop. I'm the head yogurt guy, all right? Don't get Johnny in here. It's like, I own a yogurt shop. And the guy walks in, and he's Johnny Cochran. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, so that that that's, like, I, I take a character like that. Uh, it's what I love about doing Tournament of Nerds is you take a pop culture character, and then you skewer it. So the character's already built in, and you just, like, put him in that situation. So that's how I do that. So you'd take, like, uh, Han Solo, and you'd make him... Like, is that the is that kind of the basis they give you? Is, no, know. you can pick whoever you... For Tournament Nerds, it's like, you can pick whoever you want. Oh, I thought okay. they, picked, they picked one for you. Oh, well, I've never done the... I'm all. I'm always like the halftime show, so I do like a five minute monologue. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So they might pick the people for you for the actual tournament, but so for me, like, they'll say like, "Hey, you want to do a, like uh, do a bit?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And so like the last one I did was uh, the penguin. Okay. Uh, and it's him. Uh, now that Trump got elected, like any piece of shit can be the president, so he's running for president. Gotcha. So and it's his point of view is is basically like that and actually if you watch batman returns there's a lot of parallels to the election <laughs> because he talks a lot about like fucking like he's like when you're famous you can just grab pussy like he talks yeah. about that yeah and then he gets thrown he he fails because there's an audio tape of him leaked talking bad shit about the people of gotham <laughs> saying like they'd vote for me if i and he literally just says like they'd vote for me if i if i'd like threw a baby in a thing and i just went like this is all happening this yeah is this is all real or it's, it did. it's matching over exactly well. yeah. yeah uh and so and usually it's like i need a deadline like if i w if i don't have like a a show that i have to do or a deadline to like turn in a sketch or something right then like it just won't get written whereas like i'm like oh fuck i need to do that tomorrow then i'll like i'll sit down and be like okay what, what am i gonna do what am i gonna do what am i gonna do and then it'll it'll basically happen i've pretty much written every character thing for house class the day before yeah i um, do it on wednesday and then yeah. on thursday morning i wake up and i i take a fresh look at it and i make i that literally is cut a bunch responsible yeah i guess i guess it's responsible because i do it like the day of sometimes <laughs> but no the last one i do the day I, I like doing that if you do it the day before then i feel like yeah fucking yeah well it's good because i get some time to like step away from it and then reread it with fresh eyes because i have zero short-term memory so oh, yeah. when i read it a second time i'm like all right this can get kicked this isn't funny this is funny like and there's still stuff that you know yeah obviously i've taken stuff into class you've seen and how's never once been like that's fucking perfect well, <laughs> well, he doesn't tell that, that to anybody <laughs> yeah i took the i took house class two 
Yeah. And then I had halfway through he left, and we had Josh Fadum for a day, yeah. and for one week, and then the following week for the rest of it, like we had we had Hal for three, Josh for one, and then Pam Murphy for four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four, right? So you got a mix. Yeah, oh, that's pretty, pretty cool. Great. Yeah. Um, Hal was by far the hardest. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've never had anybody else. I've never had Josh. Pam. Pam was honest too, but but Hal maybe Hal's a little. I mean, I've known Hal for years and years, so maybe he's a little bit harder on me. I like that stuff though, man. I really yeah. like. Um, I enjoy Hal. Always he always pokes me in class when I'm like see a show. He's like, all right, Joe, what's the game, Jeremiah? And I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, it's great, and, and it's good because it makes you like you have to kind of be responsible and like knowing ahead of time. Like I know Hal's gonna po- like question me on this so i gotta have my shit together and of course i went and saw a show <laughs> and then we talked about it in class and i was yeah. like the example i gave it was this guy um marcus uh, i can't remember his marcus last name. ray marcus ray who he's did really it. funny super he's funny super funny character that i swear to god had no game there was no game in this and i it was uh, just super funny yeah. it was physical um, he didn't repeat anything a lot like it was yeah. just, it was just a funny performance and i i couldn't I couldn't convey that to him in a in a way that I felt. You were was trying though, man. You were like, "Look, it was really funny. What the fuck? I had a good time. All right, I yeah. came to see the fucking show." He brought me out of it, Hal. He yeah, big fucking life. deal. Yeah, uh, but you know, sometimes there there doesn't need to be a game. Like I, I do, um, I did some of uh, the idiot workshop, the clown stuff. Oh, which cool. I loved. But yeah. there are games like games can be like anything, and I, I did a thing called the Incubator at the Lyric, mm-hmm. where you do a character, you do the same character every week for a month, and oh, you. Cool. Based on the audience reaction.